Amen, 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 amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, give him some more praise. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. You may be seated if you will. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Since we're going to do the, the Facebook on the second one because I wanted to go live, I'm going to share my hot off the mess, off the press message on the second one. And I'm going to share with you something different right now. Hallelujah. Called the Glorious Church. Somebody say the Glorious Church. Hallelujah. So if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. On the second message, I'm going to teach about the kingdom of God. And this message, I want to teach about the church. Because they both go hand in hand together. And if you understand the church and understand the kingdom, then you'll understand your place, your position, and what you're supposed to be doing here on the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. So just go to Matthew chapter 16, if you will. There's five F words that I want you to get down in your spirit, in your heart, hallelujah. And if you'll get these five words down in your spirit, in your heart, you'll be successful as the church, hallelujah. Somebody say the church. What is the church? The Bible says that we are the church. We are the called out ones. The called out ones to assemble together as the body of Christ, hallelujah. Somebody told me one time, I don't need to go to fellowship with nobody because I am the church. I said, no, you are part of the church, but you are not the church, hallelujah, amen. We need to come together. The assembled body is the ecclesia of God. So we can't just say, well, I don't have to go to church because I am the church. You are the church in the sense that you are part of the church, but together we make the glorious church without spot, without wrinkle, and without blemish. So everyone say, I am the church, called of God to assemble with the rest of the body. Hallelujah. Amen. I get tired of people saying, well, because I'm the church, I don't have to go and submit to nobody. I don't have to be accountable to nobody. Let me tell you, you have to go and assemble for a lot of reasons. For one, that's where the government of God is at, hallelujah, amen, that represents his governing principles in the church, hallelujah. Two, you got to learn how to love one another. Somebody say, I got to learn how to love, hallelujah, amen. The people that don't come and gather is because they don't want to hassle with the people because they don't have enough love to overlook and to be patient with one another because they want everybody in the church to be perfect. Hallelujah. Amen. So say, I ain't going to church no more because there's too many messed up people starting with you. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's why we have to come together because guess what we do? We perfect one another. Hallelujah. Amen. Iron sharpens iron. We help each other to change. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to come and gather we are not the church all by ourselves. We are the church called out ones to assemble together as the body of Christ to represent the fullness of Christ, not the partiality of Christ. Could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. Look in Matthew 16, verse 17. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Amen. But my Father who is in heaven, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Hallelujah. Amen. Who's going to build the church? Not the pastor, not the apostle, not the evangelist, not the teacher. Christ says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. How is God going to build his church? Well, we need to find out how Christ is going to build his church. He's not going to build his church in a religious way. He's not going to build his church the world's way. He's not going to build his church in some man or woman's way. He's going to build his church the way he wants to build his church. Hallelujah. Amen. And he has given us a pattern of how the church is supposed to operate and function in the earth. He has given us a pattern and how we are supposed to move in the earth as the church, as the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And when we allow Christ to build his church, then that's when the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Hallelujah. Churches that are built out the religion and systems of the world and the philosophies of men, guess what? They have no power to defeat the devil. But the churches that are built, built by the Lord Jesus Christ, the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. Can I get a good amen? The true church has the keys and the authority to bind and to lose, hallelujah. The true church has the ability, amen, to legislate God's glory in the earth, hallelujah. But if we are operating by a religious church or a system of this world or by the philosophies of men, then the church is not powerful. The church is weak. But you and I need to come out of the church of the world and we need to come into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. Now those five words that I talked to you about, they're this. If we're going to be that glorious church, one is Father God. First F word is Father God. Somebody say Father. The church needs to have a relationship with the Father in heaven. We need to have intimacy with our Father like never before. The second word is faith. Faith in God. Now a lot of people have been using faith for things, but God wants us to use faith in Him because He's already given us all things. Hallelujah. Could I get a good amen? The third word that the church has to operate by is forgiveness. Somebody say forgiveness. How can you come and sit in the body of Christ saying you are with Jesus when the only reason why you're with Jesus is because he forgave you, hallelujah, amen. And if he forgave you, then you ought to forgive one another, hallelujah. Could I get a good amen? The fourth faith is one that many people have a hard time on, especially those that are not here this morning. It's called faithfulness. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say faithfulness. I can't go to church today. I got things to do. Well, we know who's first in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. It's time that the church stops saying I'm the church and then demonstrate disloyalty and demonstrate unfaithfulness because people that are really are being built by Jesus, nobody could have been as faithful as Christ himself, hallelujah. And if we are going to be representations of Christ, then we must become a faithful people of God, hallelujah. Could I get a good amen? And then the fifth F. Is fruitfulness. Too many people go to church and there ain't no fruit coming out of their life. Look at somebody and say, how much fruit do you have? Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> no fruit of love. No fruit of patience. No fruit of kindness. No fruit of gentleness. No fruit of faith. No fruit of long-suffering. People in church today have no fruit and we're wondering why people are not running to the church. Let me tell you, they're only going to come to the church when there is fruit that they could go and see that's genuine and real so they could go and get some of that fruit operating in their lives. Hallelujah. Could I get a good amen? But we need fruit. Much of the church today has no fruit in it. We have words, we have preaching. We have falling on the floor. We have shaking and screaming and hollering. We got trying to cast out devils, but they still leave with the devil. We have people coming in and getting sick, still leaving sick. We have people coming in, hating still, not liking one another, talking about one another, gossiping about one another. I looked up a word on gossip the other day, and it actually means a snake. And guess what? The one who gossips is a snake, and the one who listens to the gossip is a snake. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, <laughs> to bring deception into the church. 
God is bringing change to the church. God is restoring his church. God is bringing back a church that knows the Father God, that walks in faith and not by sight, that forgives one another, that is faithful to the house of God, that is forgiving and fruitful in every single area of their life. Could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. Amen. God is looking for a church that represents Christ in the earth today. I said to you, he's the ecclesia. The ecclesia, the church, is the assembled body of Christ here to legislate on the earth God's kingdom of rule and domain in the earth. We are here to gather together, not just because we have a building to join in, not just because we come here every Sunday. We are coming here to get equipped, hallelujah, to represent the kingdom of God in the earth. If you're here just to get flattered, if you're here just to hear a good message, if you're here just because you want to do your Christian duty and be religious, you're here for the wrong reason, you need to come here to get equipped so you can properly represent the King of kings and the Lord of lords, hallelujah, not just in this four wall, but when you go to work, when you go home, when you go into the highways and the byways, they represent a child of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Could I get a good amen? God says that judgment must first start in the house of the Lord. This is the season I believe we're in. I believe God is cleansing the church. I believe God is bringing healing to the church. So many people don't go to church no more because they're wounded and they're hurt. They got offended. They had a bad leader. Somebody said something about them. How many have ever had somebody say something about you? Gee, what do we do, die, quit, hallelujah, amen? I have people say things about me every single day. They call me every name in the book. But I would say, Jesus, I'm not preaching no more. Because people are calling me names. Because people are persecuting me. Because people have betrayed me. I've been doing this for 42 years, and I've been called everything. Hallelujah. Amen. I've been betrayed by many. I've been persecuted by many. I've been falsely accused of many things. But that doesn't stop me, hallelujah. I'm still here 42 years later. And guess what? They just made me stronger, hallelujah, amen. They just made me love more, hallelujah, amen. They just made me walk in the forgiveness I'm supposed to walk in, glory to God. You don't let the world and you don't let people determine who you are as the church, hallelujah. You walk the way Jesus told you you're supposed to walk. You don't walk in unforgiveness. You walk in forgiveness, hallelujah, amen. You don't walk in hate. You walk in love, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't become unfaithful. You remain faithful. Glory to God. You don't lose your faith. You grow in your faith. Hallelujah. And you don't stop having intimacy with the Father. You stay intimate with the Father every single day of your life because that's where the heavens are imparted into you so we can bring heaven into earth. Hallelujah. Could I get a good amen? Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Then I will give you the keys, the authority. Let me tell you, the authority, we talk many times, you know, we just bind the devil for everything and loose for everything. The true authority of the body of Christ comes when we act as the body of Christ. That means together we have authority. Independently, we have small authority. Together, we have great authority. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12 that we are many members, but one body. One body. Apostle Cal may be having church down the street over there, but guess what? We're one body with him. Hallelujah. Amen. We may have different places that we meet. We may get together with different people. But guess what? We are one body. Hallelujah. There is no denominations in the church. Hallelujah. Amen. There is no independency in the church. There isn't no one man show in the church. There is only one body because there's only one father, one son, and one Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. And we must come into that one body as the body of Christ and learn to love one another hallelujah could I get a good amen 
Just smile at somebody and say, I hope somebody's listening. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. Let's change San Jose. Let's change California. Let's change America. How are we going to change San Jose? How are we going to change California? Not by being divided. Because divided, we fall. But united, we stand. Hallelujah. Amen. When we operate as the body of Christ and function as the body of Christ, that's where the keys and the authority and the power of God begins to move in a way, glory to God, where we begin to break through the strongholds and begin to break through the principalities and begin to break through the things that the enemy is doing all over the nation, hallelujah, when we become one body, hallelujah, amen, operating as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn me, if you will, to the book of Ephesians. Are you okay in here? Yeah. Ephesians chapter 4. I didn't know I was going to go here, but I'm going here. Hallelujah. Let's start with verse 8. It says, Therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. And he did what? What did he give? Gifts unto men. He gave gifts unto men. When he speaks about men and sons in the word of God, it's not about male and female. We are all the sons of God. Hallelujah. Could I get a good amen? And he gives gifts to men and to women. And together, hallelujah, God begins to use them to represent his kingdom in the earth, hallelujah. Those gifts were gifts of authority. Gifts of authority. Say it with me. Gifts of what? Gifts of authority to represent his kingdom in the earth. Authority to what? To equip the saints of God, hallelujah. To equip the saints of God. You come and gather every single week to get what? Equipped. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at somebody and say, you need to get better equipped. Hallelujah. Amen. The more equipped we are, the better we are. The lighter we shine and the more of his glory flows through our life. The reason why they invited me here today is to bring a gift that has authority, to bring an equipping to the people of God, to bring an impartation, hallelujah, so you could come out of this place feeling stronger, feeling wiser, feeling more powerful, feeling more in love, feeling ready to take your city, ready to take your family, ready to take whatever it is that God God tells you to take what? Because I'm equipped. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to leave this place feeling powerful, feeling strong, feeling loved. Hallelujah. Feeling grace and mercy flowing through your life so you can leave here feeling victorious in your life. God gave gifts. Gifts. Thank God he gave gifts. Because if it wasn't for a gift, I would have nothing to share. <laughs> If it wasn't for a gift, I would have no apostolic title over my name. And let's not get all caught up, oh, we don't believe in titles. Yes, we do. Because God gave them, hallelujah, amen. I didn't give myself that name. God gave me that name. He called me to be an apostle, not Eddie Maestas. God called them to be prophets. God called them to be pastors and teachers. And we don't get caught up in the title, but we honor the title. Hallelujah. Amen. Because why? We honor the gift. Hallelujah. Amen. It's honoring the gift in the person. When you honor the gift of the person, let me say this to you. What you honor, you receive from. What you dishonor, you reject. That's why when you come to the house of God, whatever gift is ministering, whether if it's a teaching gift or an apostolic gift or a prophetic gift, when you honor that gift, then you receive the impartation of that gift. So guess what? You begin to operate by that gift in your world. Hallelujah. So if you receive the apostolic gift, that doesn't make you an apostle, but it gives you the grace of apostolic to flow in your life so that when you go into your house, you become a builder 
You become one who, who is leading, hallelujah. You become one that operates and function with apostolic flavor because you receive an apostolic impartation, hallelujah. Could I get a good amen? When you receive from a prophet, then God begins to allow the prophetic voice on the inside of you to begin to speak so you can begin to see things and begin to say things that God has saved. And when you speak prophetically over your house and over your family, guess what? The devil has to bow, hallelujah, amen, from the prophetic voice. When you receive from the teacher, the pastor. Whoever you receive from, you receive an impartation of that grace gift. Why? Because the church consists of all five of those gifts. Why? Because Jesus was all five. Yes, he and he's the head. Who's the head? Jesus. Not Apostle Eddie. No. Not Apostle Baker. No, Jesus is the head of this church. And guess what he has in him? He has in him, he's the chief apostle. Hallelujah. Amen. He's the great prophet, hallelujah, amen. He's the teacher of the synagogue, hallelujah. He's the evangelist of miracles, signs, and wonders, hallelujah, amen. Could I get a good amen? And he's the shepherd of all shepherds, hallelujah, amen. He's all five. So he took all five of him and he placed it into men. And when he placed those gifts into men, those gifts equipped the church to be Jesus in the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. Could I get a good amen? That's why the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Because we receive his gifts. They impart Jesus into us. They equip us with Jesus. Hallelujah. And we go out and represent Jesus in the world. Could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. Look what he says in verse 8. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. Now this, he ascended. Now let me talk about gift just a little bit longer. How you treat your gift is very important. Because people, how many here like Christmas time? Well, you like Christmas if you're the one getting all the gifts. But if you're having to buy all the gifts, you don't like Christmas too much. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> but all of us like gifts. Especially when it's given by people that love us. And you get a gift. And it's not what they give, but it's the, the action of the heart that causes them to show a demonstration of love. Well, God gave a demonstration of love by giving us gifts. I mean, first he gave us the greatest gift, which is salvation. And then he gives us gifts through men and women to impart into our life. And how you treat those gifts are how you are treating Christ. I got just, hmm, uh, hmm. I didn't get no amen, hallelujah, amen. How you treat those gifts is how you treat Christ because Christ is the gift, hallelujah, amen. Are you still here with me? Yes, why you have to honor those gifts, respect those gifts. That's why you have to be willing to be corrected and taught by those gifts. Somebody told me, that I want to go to church, but I don't want nobody correcting me. I said, well, then go find another one. Hallelujah. Amen. Because if I'm a true gift of God, I will bring correction to your flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. Because my goal is to raise you up to be a son, not to be an immature baby. Hallelujah. Amen. And part of bringing you into sonship is to cut your flesh from time to time. How many don't like it when your flesh get cuts? It hurts, doesn't it? Especially when you know it's true. So we go to church to get cut. Why? Because we're getting equipped. Why? Because we're transforming. Why? Because we're turning into the image and the likeness of Christ. Hallelujah. And if nobody ever cut your flesh, you'd still be the same old person you were when you were in the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Everyone say cut, cut, cut. Hallelujah. Amen. No, we don't like the cutting part. God gave gifts unto men. 
so you could become the people of God. So you could represent his kingdom in the earth. So you could be the ecclesia, God's legislative body, taking dominion to influence the world with heaven. I, I don't understand people sometimes. They say, we're here just to get out of here. I get saved just to be raptured. If you're saved to be raptured, just let us shoot you now and go home. Hallelujah. Amen. Why be here any longer? Hallelujah. Amen. You didn't get saved to be raptured. You get saved to be an influence of God's kingdom in the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. That means we're here to influence every entity of this world, every kingdom of this world, every place in politics, every place of business, every place of media. We're here as the people of God to represent Jesus, to influence those places with the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So don't tell me that it's not important who's in office and who's not in office, hallelujah, and don't tell me it's not important with what's happening in our government. It's important why? Because we are representatives of Christ to bring righteousness to those areas so righteousness could bring change into our world, hallelujah. Could I get a good amen? The Bible says the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our God, hallelujah. Don't say it's not important what's going on in the world. My Lord, have mercy. If it's not important, why are we here? We're here to change the world. We're here because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loves those sinners out there. God loves those kingdoms of the world. He just don't like the way they behave and the way they act. But guess what? That's why he put us here. Hallelujah. Amen. To bring light to darkness and grace to sin. Hallelujah. And victory to defeat. Glory to God. And deliverance to those that are bound. Hallelujah. We're here to set the captives free. Could I get a good amen? How do we get to a place where we are used to set the captive? We go, assemble, and get equipped. Why? So we could influence the world, influence our family, so we could influence every entity of authority in this world. How do we change the world if the devil has the seats? in the world that are authoritative places. You got to take him off his seat and put people of righteousness in authority. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible says when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Hallelujah. Amen. But when the unrighteous are in authority, the people will mourn. So don't say it's not important. Now we're out here. Now we don't get caught up. In it, where it becomes everything to us, we got to stay our focus. And guess what? We don't fall or rise depending on who's in office. No. We rise no matter what. Hallelujah. Amen. We're victorious no matter what. I don't care who's in office. I don't care who's in the political arena. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I represent the King of King and the Lord of Lords, so all the world could be falling apart, but guess what? He's building a glorious church that will never fall apart. Hallelujah. And will always be the ecclesia in the earth. Glory to God. And his kingdom will always rule, will always rule and reign and have dominion in the earth. I don't get depressed over what's going on in the world. I see it as an opportunity to change the world. Hallelujah. Could I get a good amen? Look at somebody say, I'm a world changer. Hallelujah. Amen. What are you? I'm a world changer. Hallelujah. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean? But that also he descended into the lower parts of the earth. Went to the hell itself, set the captives free, took the keys of authority, and released people in their captivity. He who also descended also ascended far above the heavens, that he might fill all things. That he might what? That means he's going to get everything that was meant to be done. Since when? Since God first created the heavens and the earth. You remember when God created the heavens and the earth before man had sinned? 
He created man and woman in his image and his likeness. And what did he say? He said, subdue, take dominion, and be fruitful and multiply. That was the world that God wanted before man sinned. He wanted men and women to be in authority and power to rule the earth and to, and to have a loving world. But then deception came in, and they got deceived. And man lost their sight of who they were in the earth for God. They lost their identity. They lost who they were as a people created by God. So what happens when we get saved and born again? We come back to our identity, hallelujah. We come back before man had even fall as what? As people in the image and the likeness of God, hallelujah, taking dominion and subduing in the earth and being fruitful and multiplying. Everybody say it's time to be fruitful and multiply, hallelujah, amen. You are a multiplier on the earth. You're to be a fruitful person on the earth. You're to bring change to the world, hallelujah. Why? Because you've been, hallelujah, created in the likeness of God. He says in verse 11, and he gave some to be apostles, some to be apostles. Notice he says some. Not everybody's an apostle. Not everybody's a prophet. Not everybody's an evangelist, pastor, or teacher. He gave some. Somebody say some. Everybody today wants to be an apostle. Everybody wants to be a prophet. I said, no, you don't. If you knew the responsibility and the battles that they go through, no, you don't. Just be happy if he doesn't have you one of those and be a good church person. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Because guess what you're getting? You're getting what God allows these men and women of God to suffer and go through and come out of you're getting the blessings of their sufferings. You're getting the blessings of their sufferings. Otherwise, they are going through stuff to teach you how to get through your stuff. I'm not getting too many amens out of here, hallelujah, amen. Are we all still here? Maybe we should just go home, hallelujah, amen. Praise God. Say it with me, I'm going to go through it. But come out of it, hallelujah, amen. Why? Because you're going to go to church and get equipped. Equipped with what? The five gifts. The five gifts of what? What Jesus taught, how to get through every single thing they went through. How to overcome. Paul says, I've suffered so you won't have to suffer. Man, what a blessing. Hallelujah, amen. I'm going to go to church so I can find out how my leader suffered so I don't have to suffer. Hallelujah, amen. Yeah. Why wouldn't you go to a place like that, hallelujah? I'd be running the church. I'd be on the front row, hallelujah. Please teach me so I don't have to suffer, hallelujah. So I don't have to go through things that I don't have to go through, glory to God. So I can be blessed on the earth and represent God's kingdom and enjoy my life with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. Let me receive of the gifts. That God has given me. And verse 12 says, for what? The equipping of the saints. How do you get equipped? Somebody, I asked somebody, how do, how do you get equipped by ministers? Oh, when they preach, they quit. I said, that's part of it. But how do you really get equipped? Well, you know, I, I get hands laid on me. I said, well, that's great. You know, that's part of it. You get taught. You get hands laid on. How else do you get equipped? I said, let me tell you how you get equipped. Is when they teach you how to be faithful. When you are accountable. When you learn submission. When you learn honor. When you learn how to love each other. You know why God brings you into a bunch of people sometimes you don't like? Is to teach you how to love. That's part of the equipping. Somebody told me that I ain't going to that church no more. I said, why? I don't like that sister over there. I, uh, something's wrong with her. She's always giving me dirty looks, and she's always looking at me like, well, you, what do you think you are? And I said, wow. I said, you know why you're here? I said, you're getting equipped. 
What do you mean I'm getting equipped? You're learning how to love unconditionally. Hallelujah. Amen. You're learning how to love the way Christ loved. So you're getting equipped. The greatest preaching and teaching you can get is action right there. Hallelujah. Amen. Of learning how to love those that are hard to love. And then guess what? When you overcome that thing, you're equipped with a love that no one could take from you. Why? Because now you've experienced in the house of God how to love one another. Hallelujah. You got equipped. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the preaching, the teaching, but many people get the preaching, teaching. You ask them the next week, what was said? I don't remember. I think it was about the church. But let me tell you where you really get equipped. When the fivefold gifts are holding you accountable. We don't have accountability in the church no more. They call it control. You're trying to control me? You're calling me and asking me how come I wasn't in church today? That's control. No, that's what your boss will do if you don't go to work. Hallelujah. Amen. He'll call you up and say, why aren't you here? And if you can let your boss do that to you, then why can't you let the gifts of the kingdom of God call you and say, why aren't you at church getting equipped and fellowship with the body so you can fulfill your purpose in the kingdom of God? How do I get equipped? You ready for this one? I learn how to give. What? You mean I go to church and when they ask me to pay my tithes and offering, that's equipping me? Yes, because you're learning how to get out of poverty and into prosperity. Hallelujah. How? By learning to give. Hallelujah. Amen. It's called kingdom economics. Hallelujah. Amen. When you learn to give, you'll break the spirit of stinginess and greed and selfishness off your life and you get equipped to operate as a child of God who has the generosity of the Lord in your life and instead of you walking around poor and greedy and stingy all the time, all of a sudden now you are a blesser of the community. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Because you got equipped. How? Why you went to church to learn how to give. Now I remember the first time I had to give, I was not happy. I went to a service that God uh, invited to a, a big evangelist type service. I hadn't been working for a long time, and I just got paid. Got my first check, and I needed that check because I hadn't been working for almost a month and a half. I get that check. I go to this evangelistic service, and I'm sitting there listening to the preaching, and it's all good, and then they collect the offering, and the preacher gets up there and says, we're going to collect an offering today to help cover all the expenses, and I heard the Lord say, give your check. This is my first equipping experience, hallelujah, amen, of how to change as a child of God. He says, give your check. Back then, it was something like $250. Back then, that was a lot of money, hallelujah. And I needed that money. I had no food. I had no gas. I hadn't paid my rent, and I needed that money. So they passed the offering by, and I didn't give it. I said, I can't. Fear was all over me. I was shaking. <laughs> I was sweating. <laughs> I was like, my God, I, God, you know I love you. <laughs> he says, then feed my sheep, hallelujah, amen. <laughs> I said, God, you're asking a hard thing. That time I had two little girls. I, I got two babies here, God. I got to feed and take care. And you said, God, I got to provide for my own. How am I going to do that if I give a check? I said, nah, this is the devil talking to me. <laughs> Get thee behind me, Satan. And then I started thinking, oh, but that preacher, he's probably got money. He's probably got a nice car and a nice house. And Man, why am I going to give him my check? So he could go probably after leave here and have a great meal somewhere. That was my thinking. I said, I'll tell you, Lord, I'll know if it was of you if he asks us for an offering again. 
then I'll know that you were the one talking. After they get through collecting the offering, the preacher gets back up there and he says, God just told me to collect an offering again. <laughs> I wanted to cry. I did cry. <laughs> he says, are you going to give it? I said, yeah, I'm going to give it. And he came by, and I dropped that whole check. I signed it off in the back, and I dropped it in here. And I cried. <laughs> and worry hit me, and fear hit me. And, and did I do the right thing? Was I dumb for doing that? God, I don't know if that was right or wrong, because I was a brand-new Christian. I was a baby in the Lord. I didn't, I didn't know all kinds of stuff was going through my head. But I gave it. I go home. And somebody that knows me, knows we're struggling, says, uh, God told me to call you and uh, I have something for you. I said, oh, great. What does he want? Do I owe him money? <laughs> <laughs> and I go over and he gives me $1,000. What did I just get? Equipped to be what? A giver. <laughs> And through my giving, God has always supplied all my needs according to his riches and glory. God has proven to me that if I'll release what he tells me to release, he will bring signs and wonders and miracles to provide what is necessary for me in my life. Hallelujah. After that, I've seen God do miracle after miracle for me financially with not just 200, with thousands of dollars. Supernaturally. Because what did he do? Now listen to me. Sometimes we'll hear the teaching, the preaching. And we say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Going one year out the other. Praise God. And we still don't do it. And we still don't do it. So God has to equip us another way. He's going to put us in a position where we have to do what's being taught. And when we do it and we see the results of it, then we say, now I get it. That's why I'm supposed to give. That's why I'm supposed to be faithful. That's why I'm supposed to honor. That's why I'm supposed to respect. Another time God was trying to equip me was he was trying to teach me how to honor authority. And I didn't have a very good experience growing up with home, so I had an ugly feeling towards authority. I was always the rebellious one towards authority. They used to always tell me, oh, don't tell Eddie nothing, because you tell Eddie anything, that's it. He's going to blow up on somebody. Don't tell him nothing. So I had a problem with honor and respect, and that's because growing up, I always felt dishonored and disrespectful towards. So God put me with a man of God that was hard to honor. Man, this man didn't practice what he preached all the time. I saw all the stuff that went on in the back scenes, the way he talked, the way she would talk. I said, oh, God, how am I supposed to honor this? I said, you sure you put me with the right person? He says, I didn't tell you to honor him because he was perfect. I called you to honor him because I'm equipping you how to learn to honor I said, oh, jeez. I said, I don't even honor my mama. <laughs> he says, we know we're trying to get you to that place. <laughs> so he brings me into a body of Christ to give to a preacher that probably has more money than I do. He brings me into a body of Christ to honor a man who has a lot of fleshly issues in his own life. But in that whole process, he's quipping me how to operate according to the word of God, not by what I see, but what I know the word of God says. Hallelujah. Amen. And if I did that, it would equip me with the spirit of honor because I didn't know those that honor are more blessed than anyone else in the Bible is when you give honor where God says to give honor to. Hallelujah. And how can we honor each other if we can't even honor authority. Yes, 
So he quit me. And guess what? I stuck with that man for 38 years. And guess what? Him and I both were learning together. We were growing together. We were changing together. Sometimes we don't respect and honor because we see the flaws of one another. When we forget, we also have flaws, and we're all growing and changing together. Hallelujah. Amen. So get your eyes off the weaknesses of people and get your eyes off on the Word of God because just as we preachers show you mercy and grace, you got to show us a little mercy and grace also because guess what? We're growing and changing just like you're growing and changing. Hallelujah. But guess what? All together, we're getting equipped. Hallelujah. Amen. And we're growing and maturing in the things of God. To be what? The ecclesia of God in the earth. Because if we can't do it here, we ain't going to do it out there. We ain't going to do it out there. And the people need to see the true ecclesia of God. So we're getting equipped through preaching, teaching, through accountability, through learning how to honor and put God's principles, which is the culture of the kingdom, into action. So we represent Christ properly when we go into the world. Are you still here with me? For the equipping of the saints, for the work, 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 work. Everybody say work, hallelujah, amen. I don't know why Christians think you're supposed to go to church and you don't have to work, hallelujah, amen. The people that have the greatest blessings in their life are those who are the greatest servants in the house of God. When you have a servant, our work is about serving. Your servanthood is so honored by God when he sees you serving without wanting to pat on the back, without wanting recognition, without saying, look at me, look at all that I do. If you're going to be saying that, forget it. I'd rather have somebody else do it when you're looking for recognition. You're doing it for Jesus, hallelujah, amen. You're serving, you know why I do what I do for God? Because I am grateful to God. Because if it wasn't for God, I'd be the same person I was, if not dead by now, where, I, where he found me. And that was a drug addict, all jacked up, tore up in the streets, hallelujah. I'm only here 42 years later because of the amazing mercy and grace of God, hallelujah. So I'm willing to go into the highways and byways. I'm willing to put up with rebellious people. I'm willing to put up with unlearned people. I'm willing to put up with preachers who betray me and call me names and do whatever. Why? Because I am so grateful for what God has done in my life. Hallelujah. I am so thankful that I'm willing to serve in the house of God. I'm willing to work seven days a week, sometimes all day long, counseling people, talking to people, sharing the word with people, casting out devils, laying hands on sick people, preaching the gospel, traveling up and down California, ministering to ministers, holding Zoom meetings. Why? Because I love my God. Hallelujah. Amen. And I am grateful for all that he's done in my life. People can't even come to church in the morning. You know what it tells me? You're still not grateful. Still not thankful for all that God has done. And then, of course, this pandemic hit, and now we use it as an excuse not to come to church. Okay? It's over now. Come back. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, come back. It's over. Time to get back with the flow and stop making it your excuse now. Well, I don't know. You know, I don't want to get sick. Praise the Lord. Great men and women of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Now, don't get me wrong. I think everyone should use wisdom. And if you're sick or got issues in your body, then, yes, you stay safe and you do what's right. But I know a lot of people ain't sick at all. And it's just much easier to stay home and watch it on TV. And not even when it's on, later on, hallelujah. Can't even do it at home at the time that it's on. You got to wait till, well, I'll get to it when I get to it. Oh, we, we forgot to watch it this week, didn't we? Hallelujah, amen. Oh, 
It's really just getting lazy and irresponsible. And let me tell you the real reason why you don't come to church. You like the preaching, the teaching, but you don't like the accountability. You don't want us to see how fleshly you've gotten lately. How you're treating your wife or your husband. How you're treating your children. See, when you go to church, the fivefold are supposed to have the eyes of the Lord, not for judging you, not for controlling you, but to purify those things that are bringing harm to your own life. So you could have an abundant life, a blessed life, a healthier life, a stronger life, glory to God, and that you could fulfill the full purposes of God in your life because you go to a place where Spiritual parents are able to love you unconditionally and help you to grow up. Everyone look at somebody and say, it's time to grow up. Hallelujah. You know what you go to the house of God for? To become sons and daughters of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And you know what's a son and daughter of God? One that is matured. This is what we have in the body of Christ today. When? <laughs> when? Always complaining. Always mad at somebody. Always talking about somebody. And they're the ones that never give. And yet they're the ones that want to know where the money's going. <laughs> Could I hear a Shanda, Hikamo, Hokomo, something? Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is what the equipping's for. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the work of the ministry, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, the building up of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith. Until we all come where? To the unity of the faith. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect or mature man, to the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ. Hallelujah. Why we come and gather? To get equipped to have the fullness of Christ flowing through our lives. How? Through the impartation of the word, through the impartation of laying on of hands, through the accountability that comes, through you learning how to serve, hallelujah, one another, by you learning how to love one another, so you could go out as the commission of the Lord and take the kingdom of God unto this world as the equipped sons and daughters of God manifesting his glory in the earth. Hallelujah. We come to gather to do, become something that we don't talk about very much anymore is to be discipled. <laughs> to come into the disciplines of the Lord by being taught how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to behave, how we're supposed to treat one another, how you're supposed to be a, a husband, a wife, how you're supposed to be a parent according to the scriptures, according to kingdom principles, how to become the culture of God's kingdom in the earth. God is changing his church. God is healing his church. God is delivering his church so we could be that church without spot, without wrinkle, and without blemish. Now let's look at this a little bit further. Verse 14. This is why else we come and gather as the church. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. Let me tell you, there's so much false doctrine out there today. There's so much teaching going on there today. And let me say, some of the teaching that was good 20 years ago, 15 years ago, what God was saying to church is now old. And God is saying something new today. And many people get religious when they get stuck on the old and can't transition to the new. And God is transitioning his church from a one-man-led church to a five-fold ministry gift church. Hallelujah. Amen. 
where the full gospel is being preached. Hallelujah. Amen. With all fivefold bringing an impartation, with no one getting the glory but Jesus himself. Hallelujah. Amen. Getting all the glory, the honor, and the praise. Could I get a good amen? Hallelujah. God is changing his church not only to operate as a fivefold ministry gifts of God, but he's also teaching us once again how to come back and get discipled and get equipped so we can become the sons and the daughters of God in the earth. Hallelujah. And this is what God is doing as well. He's taking us from a church mentality to a kingdom mentality. Hallelujah. And instead of us using the church to just to get what we need and what we want, we go to church to get equipped so we can represent his kingdom in the earth. Could I get a good amen? Let me tell you what happens when we just have a church mentality. Then all we think about is going to my four-wall building, doing my Christian duty for the morning, go home, have my pot roast, go to work all week, and repeat the same thing every single week. No. I go to church to get equipped that when I leave this place, I'm going out there to change the world. Hallelujah. I told somebody the other day, I said, I'm in this world, and I'm going to go in there for several reasons. I said, I'm in this world to get sinners out of hell and get them saved and delivered by the power of God. You know why I don't want a rapture to take place right now? It's because there would be too many people going to hell right now. For those of you that want to have your, your suitcase packed, and you're ready every single day to take off and be with the Lord? Get it unpacked. Hallelujah. Amen. We got to occupy till he comes. Hallelujah. Amen. We got to do the work of the Lord. You know, when, when I was young, we used to hear about the rapture preaching constantly. You know, the thief of the night, the distant thunder, and image of the beast, and all that kind of stuff, trying to scare us into God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we, we, we saw it so much that, that one time in my house, you know, my my, my mom was cooking some eggs on the, uh, boiling some eggs on the stove. And for some reason, she took off and forgot to turn the, the stove off. So the eggs were still boiling. And one of my brothers was up in the house, and he was asleep. And, uh, and everybody in the house was gone. And he was the only one that was refusing to go to church, right? So he gets up, and he goes downstairs, and he sees this pot boiling with eggs on it. And my mom's nowhere around and he say, Mom, Mom, Mom. <laughs> Nobody's there. And he starts going to all the rooms, looking in all the rooms. Everybody's gone. No beds are made up. Everybody's just gone. And he starts crying, God, I'm sorry, God. I got left behind. My mom got raptured. <laughs> he was freaked out. Well, he got saved. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> and my mom came back, says, honey, I, I just had to go to the store real quick. I just forgot to leave the eggs, turn the eggs off. He, he, he thought we all got raptured. He got left behind. I said, his name was Steve. I said, Steve, you know that's not true because I'm not saved yet either. Hallelujah. So. I was, I was still here, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. We got to stop trying to escape, and we got to get busy with our Father's business. We got to go after the money. What? Why? Because the Bible tells us that the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just, hallelujah, and God wants money. We got to go after the children. We got to go after the educational system. We got to go after everything out there, hallelujah, and turn it into a representation of God's kingdom in the earth, hallelujah, amen. We got work to do, hallelujah, amen. And it's not just in these four walls. It's at your workplace, hallelujah, amen. It's go out and get an education, not so you could be smart and better than everybody else, but that you could affect those arenas with the kingdom of God that's within you, hallelujah, be all that you can be. Do all that you can do. I've been telling Dr. Baker, I said, get ready, because we're going to start to see billions come into the kingdom of God. 
Not so we could have nicer cars and nicer houses and put it in our pocket. I think the, lo the last prosperity message got to the flesh. Where men became more builders of pleasures than builders of the kingdom. This time when the finances come in, it's going to be to build the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. It's going to be to take things in this world and turn them around for God. Hallelujah. And you all know, if you get honest, it takes money, honey. If it doesn't take money and you don't care about money, just give me your money. Hallelujah. I'll take it all. I'll put it to work. Hallelujah. If it doesn't matter about money, then why do you go get your paycheck every week? Because you need money. Why do you need money? You got kids to feed, roof over your head, bills to pay. Amen. So does take, well, what if you had enough money to cover all your needs and had enough to go bless the neighbor next door? Hallelujah. And go bless somebody else, glory to God. Because that's why God wants to bless you. So you could be a blessing, hallelujah, amen, to others. I say, God, give me all the money I can because I want to go bless pastors and churches and ministers that are struggling and can't pay their, their church building and cannot even afford to take care of their family. I want to bless them, hallelujah. Right, that's it. Be a blessing to them. God is building his church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let's stand to our feet, hallelujah, if you will, hallelujah. Father, we praise you. We thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you, Father, for this church, this ministry, the leadership, the fivefold that are here, God. Father, we pray a special impartation of your grace and mercy upon this house to break forth into its vision, into its purpose, and into its calling, God. I pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done in this place, God. I break every hindrance of principalities and powers and rulers of darkness against this house, against this ministry, God. And I ask you by the Spirit of God that you will release, Father, into this place, Father, transition, transformation, God, into the new levels of the kingdom, God, that, Father, that you begin to cause increase, God, in every single area, financial, helpers, workers, God, everything that you desire to be effective in this area, this territory, God, to reach the souls, Father, that are out there still lost and bound with sickness, diseases, and blindness, and deception, and bondages, God, that we will be here to set the captives free. We thank you, Father, for this church, for this ministry, and for all that are here. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a good shout of praise, if you will. Hallelujah. I think we're going to take a break now or turn it over to you. Okay. All right. Uh, give me this microphone. All of you that did not get uh, the opportunity to give in, in this um, in this session earlier, why don't you bring up tithes, offerings, gifts of love, and you online, um, you there that uh, are not going to stay for the next uh, uh, session, um, then, and you want to give into uh, the offering for Apostle Eddie, and he definitely released into you. He definitely released into you. And for you to receive it, then take that, do that trade, do that trade. Just put guest on there or whatever. We're going to add to whatever we get anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But, um, um, you know, this is, this is your opportunity. We're a, giving, we're a giving house. I'm giver. I'm a giver. And God did say so many of the things that Apostle Eddie said today are things that are written on our back wall. And God has, has called us forth to do this. So uh, you can bring those forward um, online. You can do it to Astounding Love. Go to www.astoundinglove.org. And uh, don't be stingy. Um, because stinginess reaps stinginess. Yeah, you sow stingy, you reap stingy. That's what the Word of God says, yeah. Okay. And so, uh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the trades. We thank you for the, uh, uh, the exchanges. 
We thank you for the tithes. We thank you for the special gifts. We thank you for all of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the bountifulness. Thank you. And you can quick pay or zelly pay or whatever it is. And you say, you spend so much time talking about money. Well, you do too. You go to sleep dreaming about it. You know, go to sleep dreaming and wake up and sweat. So, oh my God, I need money to pay that garbage bill. You know, whatever. So uh, we, we bless this. Right. That's right, huh? We bless this right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you received this because this is out of love. This is not out of compulsion. This is out of love. And I thank you for the blessings upon each and every person. And uh, the Lord bless you on this line. The Lord keep you. He already does. He make his face to shine upon you and give you his shalom. And we'll be back at uh, 1145, 1145 for our second uh, Biblical Solutions for Life. And Apostle uh, Eddie Miestes will be ministering at that one also. So uh, take your coffee break and we'll see you then. Hallelujah. <laughs>